0: Two, three. welcome to... <laughs> there we gotta do it at the same time, so we're just gonna stay recorded. Welcome, welcome to a Florida, Florida thing! I'm your host, Tyler, with my grandmother, Gramel. In this episode, we focus on retirees and their secret lives, the controversies in the retirement communities, their favorite hobbies, and we chat with retiree Bernadette, a snowbird and premier square dancer. Yes! Some folks who moved to Florida for retirement moved to retirement communities. In this first segment, we're going to focus on one of the largest and sometimes wackiest retirement communities in Florida, The Villages. The Villages is located in central Florida, and they recently made some news.
1: I don't know if he's going to tell you about the bad news they made about a year or two ago. Well, and this isn't good news that was on TV recently.
0: In 2014, the U.S. Census ranked the Villages as the fastest growing U.S. city. The estimated population in 2019 was nearly 129,000 folks. So according to the Villages website, they bill themselves as Florida's friendliest hometown, which is, I don't know, they have a good marketing person because how do they know they're the friendliest hometown?
1: Well, my first cousin and I took a trip over there about a year ago. And I wouldn't say they were unfriendly. Uh, We went into a restaurant in a few uh, places. But I wouldn't say they went out of their way to be friendly. But the food was good, and we had a great time. We really investigated the uh, hope. um, It just goes on and on.
0: And it was created about 40 years ago to be a town for retirees. And it's about 17-some districts. What I saw on their website was they have a Target, a Walmart, an Olive Garden, six banks, which I found... Very interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Just very interesting. (laughs) And they have all kinds of shopping. They have a bunch of other stuff, too. Three performing arts centers, three movie theaters, and three town squares where they bring folks to sing outdoors and stuff. There was a lot of country acts that, that I saw
1: yes this one country place we saw from the outside was humongous and I'm sure they put I have a lot of good dance in there and probably a lot of good country line dancing and so forth and uh, I was real impressed with that building only saw it from the outside
0: so can you tell us a little bit about what you saw how does this spread out I've never seen it I that I can remember
1: it reminds me more of subdivisions and um uh, then on the outskirts of uh, subdivision will be all kind of um, sh- shops, and they're kind of specialty shops. So it's a large, large place, very clean. Uh, very, you see a lot of uh, golf carts, but the, I know two couples uh, that live there, and I bo- knew them both from school. Now the um, he was one of my very favorite guy friends. He is thus he has passed away. But he was one of the finest men you could ever know. And then another great couple I knew in school, too. And I've stayed fairly close with them. So I know if those two couples chose to live there, it's a good place.
0: And it's also not a cheap place. I was on their website, and the lowest home that I saw was $160,000 for a one-bed, one-bath.
1: Right. Right. Well, I know... Both of my friends that live there have done extremely well financially. And one worked for Publix and he just really did real, real well. And the other one um stayed with the military and did extremely way well. So uh yeah, yeah, you could tell, you know, there was no um uh,
0: I mean that was run down places, right? not at all. They and were- then the most expensive I saw was six hundred thousand and that was a three bed, two bath.
1: I would love to go back and even see more of it sometime because I don't think, think you could ever see all of it in one day because it started getting dark and we had to mm-hmm.
0: we had to leave. And that was, how long did it take you to get there from where we are?
1: Oh, just a nice ride, like maybe an hour and a half, maybe hour 45 minutes if you don't have to stop and go to the restroom.
0: So let's get to the news. So I have the news from 2020, but what is the news you were talking about from a few years ago? that came out of the villages
1: it has to do with a blue pill oh and I believe that there's a lot of experimenting going on because maybe especially men might have time on their hands that they haven't experienced before in their life
0: well too I think that men die earlier than women so there are more older women than yeah older men so it just seems like they are more when it comes to dating or dancing we'll say
1: right <laughs> and the good thing about my friend bernadette she will be the man always and you know in square dancing and different <laughs> things she's more than welcome she's tall she, she, can,
0: she you know, can fix the fence she,
1: she can fix the fence she just told me she could fix my bathroom the uh, baseboards and stuff she fixed somebody's toilet recently totally replaced a sink
0: i know i'm glad that you're friends because i can't do any of that <laughs> i know i'm just ever think really? i can't yeah oh, <laughs> oh you know that you
2: had me fooled
0: <laughs> so the villages they were i don't know there's a, a lot of people write some scandalous stuff about the villages and but stuff. the two
1: people the two couples i knew were lovely are lovely people and right so i'm not You know, I'm saying there's probably something for everybody. Well,
0: there's a lot of people. There's 129,000-plus people. So they were talking about, I think what you're talking about, how there was some STDs going around and all of Uh, that. Like
1: maybe the capital of the STDs. Right. Well. Well, especially in the United States.
0: And I, I think... I mean, that is scandalous and people like to make that a big thing. But I think that, I mean, older people, they want to date, which is surprising to me. No, I don't want to date. No. Anyway, my point being, I because I used to work at the community center when I first moved back to Florida a few years ago. I was working with older folks and I was surprised by how many of them wanted to date. I worked at one of these these dances where kind of your friends go and they were all, a lot of them wanted to date. And I just thought for me, starting a new relationship, when you're an older person, just seems like a lot of work. And I think that.
1: Well, first of all, my independence is very important to me. And that's a good word you just said work. I don't want to work anymore. You know, so no. I'm very happy. I'm very content.
0: And, and you used to say something about a nurse with a purse.
1: Oh, yeah. Well,. <laughs> Yeah, there's and, and there's a, all kind of sayings about what a man wants out of a woman when they get that age. And uh, I'm not going to work anymore. No, just not interested.
0: So that's kind of what was going on in the villages a few years ago. This is, I don't know about their STD results. They're probably lovely people. Yeah, we the ones know, I know. The ones we don't. know, lovely, nothing saying anything about them. Been married a long, long time. We haven't even talked about the controversy of the villages in the news, the whole reason why we're doing this segment. Oh, the white
1: pa- uh, white power thing.
0: So can you explain to us what happened?
1: They were protesting a protest, and they uh, got angry and got loud, and President Trump really enjoys that kind of thing, and he tweeted it. So now we all know about the white power streak. Okay, I digress.
0: So right there was the parade or not the parade, there was a protest and they were in their golf carts and the guy said white power to them and then Trump retweeted it. Yes. According to the village's newspaper, so the village, since it is its own place, has its own newspaper. Wow. Yes, and a while back I actually looked into the newspaper because it was one of the only media jobs still popping in Florida. Um, But anyway, so according to their write-up about it, They said, and I quote, a Democrat who called many of those driving past her Nazi lovers while also saying, expletive deleted, Trump. Sandler also labeled villagers for Trump members as part of a cult and said it's really bad living in villages as a Democrat, end quote. So there's a lot of boiling tension between the Republican retirees and a Democrat in the village.
1: Yeah, somebody's going to have
0: a heart attack. So one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this news story is because this is one of those kind of stories, the villages, that gets a lot of media attention. I mean, the the president did retweet it. And of course, it happened in Florida. You know, it seems like a lot of the wild headlines happen here. But if we think about it, too, a lot of those retirees are not Floridians. I mean, I guess they are living in Florida, but they come from all over the country So that's something that I find really happens a lot with stories out of Florida is that they take place here, but it's not from people who have roots here.
1: And Florida seems to also attract people that maybe weren't a certain way in their hometown, in their home state, but they think they can be that way in Florida because we're, I guess, a bunch of rednecks, which is not so at all. So there's more people here from other places than Florida. Florida is just a melting pot, to say the least, of all kinds of different people, which is a good thing. When I'm at an event, about every other time, they'll say, raise your hand if you're from Florida, and I'll be the only person in the building that raises their hand. So like I say, Floridians are not. Ma- Florida is not made up of Floridians. <laughs>
0: Right. Well, and, I guess they
1: are, but they're adopted. or Right. Or and whatever. a lot
0: of them sometimes congregate in these retirement communities. And the truth
1: is, all of my best friends are from someplace else. So I love them.
0: Right. I think it's And I learn from them. That, you know, folks come to Florida. I mean, that's why this place became the retirement capital of the country is because of the weather. Of course, you want to retire somewhere warm when you're older. I mean, I don't like the cold weather. I I, I don't want to live like that when I'm 65 or whatever so i think it's great i think that's something that i love about florida is the amount of people it attracts but then it's like that's all we're known for is the bad behavior
1: yes yes and to this day florida is made up
0: of uh, tourists
1: i mean that's our business our main business and we love the you know the tourists
0: when they act and right.
1: yes they gotta act they can't act ugly they've got to as my mother would say
0: Be sweet. And so, why do you think they were out there? What, what, like, what is causing? Would you think retirees who are supposed to be, I don't know, mature, mature, (laughs) right? So, what do you think might have caused that, or why do you think they were?
1: Well, I think I don't know why people get so angst when they talk about politics. If it's something you really believe in, why can't you, you know, uh, describe that and live that in a very mature way? And when we get a certain age, you know, which is lots younger than retired age, we are supposed to be mature. All I can say is that um, I think they need a job (sighs) and a real good hobby besides driving golf carts.
0: So I think that's a good place to end for that segment.
1: I don't think we ever got into the karaoke and the community center.
0: Right. Well, we'll get into that in the next segment. Right now, we're going to take a little break. I'm going to answer a phone call that we got while we were recording this, and then we will get back to you. While we were recording, my younger brother, John, called. He is 18, and he just recently graduated high school, and he wanted to be on the podcast after I told him what we were doing. So I'm going to play a little bit of that clip because I told him that we would. And then we will get to the segment on karaoke, which is fun. So fun. Here we go. Hello. Hi. How are you? We're good. Grimel and I are doing a podcast episode. Well, how was it? It's good. Now I'm recording you. What do you want to say? Oh, the well, problem How do we do this right now on um, your podcast today? Right now. Yeah.
2: So, oh, Toto, oh, what, what is this about?
0: It's about Florida.
2: It's got animals.
1: Yes, they have animals?
2: Yes, and, and uh, it's on a farm.
1: Yes, and do they have any—you love sports. Does, is there any sports teams in uh, Florida? Gators. Oh, do you like them?
2: I like fornicators
0: better for our state. You do? <laughs> <laughs> That's a controversial opinion, John. But it's an opinion. It's an opinion. You're and
1: everybody gets to have one. Or two or three. Cool. Yeah,
0: yes. John, what do you think about Tom Brady coming to the Go closer,
1: question, Uh um, Tom Brady signed a contract. And now I heard about Tutter.
2: Um, you heard about Cam Newton who got traded to the
0: Panthers? I did not hear that.
1: Wow, I heard that last night, Tyler. John? Yep.
0: And he was on the Jaguars, right? Or, no. Oh, no. The Panthers. The Panthers. Which, right, two cats, but not the same. Right.
1: Okay, I'm turning you over to Tyler. Thank you very much.
0: All right, Johnny, we will talk to you later. Thanks for joining us. No problem, Thank you. Love you. Bye.
1: Have a good day.
0: Bye bye. Bye. Earlier, Grumel said that some of the folks at the villages might need to get a hobby. So this segment we're gonna focus on one of her favorites, karaoke.
1: I wanna wonder where the children used to play and go drifting back to Florida. Do my orange blossom home.
0: What song is that?
1: That's the main, That was one of the main <laughs> songs, and that you learned when you were in elementary school. It's I don't a Florida think I song.
0: It's a, I've never heard that song.
1: I sing it pretty regular. You ignore me when I sing.
0: <laughs> Karaoke is really popular among older folks. I think it's something that a lot of people like to do. They like to sing. You also can socialize, and you also. It's not a physical thing, so depend you know, it doesn't really necessarily matter how in shape you are or mobile. But Dr. Michael Rosen wrote that singing on or off key improves breathing and that's good for many parts of your body and brain. The benefits of karaoke are far-reaching. Singing relieves stress and boosts self-esteem and confidence while also building social connections, all major life extenders, plus families that karaoke together build bonds and banish conflicts. I think that's one of the reasons why you know, it puts you in a good mood. And singing, you don't really get to do much public singing unless you're at karaoke or church, Or church, right? So I think that's one of the reasons why it's so popular.
1: Well, singing is something I've always liked. We didn't have a car radio, so when we went on trips, Daddy would say, Margie, you sang so-and-so, Lula, which is my mom. You sang such-and-such, Mars, my brother you sing such and such. Now all of y'all together sing such and such. That was how I was raised. And I learned songs from my mother having a radio after when I was almost a teenager for the first time. And, um, um, but I also, so I've always liked to sing, but you lose your inhibitions as you get older. And that's a good thing in many, many ways, but you also kind of get loud and opinionated and stuff like that which is not too bad
0: because there was a time where you would go to karaoke and listen but you didn't want to sing
1: yes the first time I actually went to the community center I thought I was going for lessons in being able to sing karaoke and one of the nicest people in the world kind of threw me in very slowly and surely but I started singing and the first song I uh, sang was uh I never promised you a rose garden and anyway, everybody clapped because we always clap no matter what I've learned since then. And it is um it, the one thing I've enjoyed so much is, is it's got me singing other songs and other um, artists. And then like people love Broadway and people love country and people love rock and roll and people love what I call the songs from the... uh 80s, the flower, child songs and all. So you get a great. It's a real good entertainment. And you go away, especially like this. The one during the days at the community center. When I would leave there, we'd all feel like we had been to a, a psychiatrist or whatever, and we felt uplifted and and everything's fine, uh, and good. It's a good way to express yourself, and it's cost a whole dollar and a half. For like three and a half hours. So it's cheap entertainment. And it's um, of course we always have coffee and goodies. Um, But a lot of older people are very opinionated. Mm -hmm. And therein goes the drama. And I am a Southern girl. Even though I hope I have a larger vision than that. And um, so you learn about people from foreign countries, from different religions, from different countries, and from different, uh, you'll have people that can barely pay their bills and you'll have people that have absolutely no money problems at all. So it is a great way to um, meet people. And everybody there has this one thing in common. We love to sing Mm -hmm. and we love music. And so we, you know, people start inviting you to their church programs, They start inviting you to other uh, places that that they go that that has good karaoke programs. And it's very important, very
0: important, your
1: uh, DK, which is your DJ for karaoke. Oh, your KJ? KJ, Mm -hmm. thank you.
0: I think back in 2016, I moved back to Florida. And as part of when I was living here, I started working at our local community center, which caters to folks that are 55 and older. So I really liked working there. And one of the things that I had to do was run an open mic night, which was essentially a karaoke night. So they got me up on the mic, introducing songs, singing, all of that kind of thing. And that really introduced me into the underbelly of the karaoke community. So can you talk to us a little bit about that community?
1: Well, I've like I say, I've um, met a lot of wonderful people. But there is undercurrents of, and I don't know if it's because we all think we're pretty daggum good singers, and some of us are correct, or if we, it's just personality, period, that you're going to have. I do not like drama.
0: So before we get into the drama, which we are going to get into... Uh, Just as a drama pod, sometimes let's for folks that don't understand what we mean by karaoke community because a lot of people might not know what that is, right? So, I'm talking people who go to sing karaoke two, three nights a week. Oh, yeah.
1: If you start off going to one, the minute you get uh, into it, you are going two, three, four times four nights,
0: and that can be at all different kinds of places, the community center the VFW, local
1: restaurants,
0: retirement community homes, stuff like that. And so folks will bring CDs that they have custom made with their song choices on. it. Yes. And so these song choices, though, are really fascinating to me, too, because they, like, pitch it to where they want to be. And there's, like, kind of a market for this. You, It's not cheap to have those custom karaoke CDs. How much did it cost you or how much was the guy asking for
1: It's $2 a song. $2 a song. And then if you get your name put on it, of course we have to have our names put on all CDs, Uh, then that's $2 more. So they run you close to $30.
0: And so at least to the ones that I've been to, the way that it works is someone puts down their name on a list and they look through a song book or if they brought their own song, they bring their CD and then they get put on a rotation. And then so you'll listen to people sing sometimes you know 15 20 people and go through as much time as they have
1: yeah i think i've figured out the average is about about you get to sing about three times three times mm-hmm. now i haven't experienced this but my friends talk about this one <laughs> a woman that you talk about we sign a paper and and when you get there and and you're in rotation then that she has favorites and boy that's not allowed oh my gosh At the, uh, oh, the up war that the back causes. You can't do
0: that. And something else that you can't do, (laughs) which I think I've heard people do, is they want to offer singing tips to people. That's a no-no.
1: Not acceptable. And I've heard
0: people say stuff like that.
1: Yeah. You didn't hold your note long enough. Well, a lot of us have COPD. Of course we don't hold notes like we used to. And that's not what it's about. At all. It, it, there's no critique in it. There's just clapping and having fun. But people do, especially people who have been music teachers, special people that's good at playing the piano themselves.
0: And they might think that they're being helpful. Right. But anyone who knows karaoke and likes karaoke knows that it's about supporting each other and having fun, even if the person cannot sing a lick, which I have been the person singing off-key many times Because I don't practice. I just go up there and sing and the songs can be harder to sing than you think than when you're in your car.
1: Yes, you I do try to practice because, like I say, I like to be right. So but then there's nothing like the charge you get when you sing a song you've never sung before and you haven't practiced and you sing it out in front of everybody now. That's a that's a great rush when you do
0: that. Oh, you, you do have to be careful of your audience, though, because I remember one time you and I went to the VFW, which is the Veterans F W. I don't know. Federation, Federation. Veteran. Right, and so I I just remember that back in college, people would go to the VFW because they had cheap like seventy five cent shots of tequila, very cheap alcohol there. But anyway, the time that I went, neither one of us were drinking, but that's was my experience with it. And I went and it's mostly like older older guys and, you know, gals. I would say pretty conservative and and do you remember what song I sang that night? Well, my
1: grandson comes up this with songs that I have never heard and I think they're off off Broadway well, songs sometimes <laughs> because they're excellent and I watch him and my eyes get bigger and bigger because he dances. Well when okay. he's singing.
0: But do you remember that night I'm talking about? I sang "Gretchen Wilson's Here for the Party." Yes. Do you remember that there's some lyrics from that song that's you know. Well,
1: and and he always he always laughs when there's a, a lyric.
0: Inappropriate, which he, I didn't realize.
1: That he does, you know. So he, she,
0: it's not inappropriate, but she says like something like, um, I may not be a 10, but the guys think I clean up good or something like that, you know, and it was just she, saying
1: most of us don't even know what that means. Right. Except
0: <laughs> for when you're seeing that to like 70 year old men and they're just like, oh, and they know what that means. I don't know. Okay. But you just have to be aware of your audience. But I think karaoke is just one of the things that's fun. And I just, I remember for me, speaking of drinking at 75 cent shots, which I never did. I think we also played bingo there. That's something that I did when I was in college. But one of the things that happened when I was sober, because um, I've been in recovery now for, for nine years. I remember one of the moments that I knew that I would be able to still have fun in recovery was when I sang karaoke. Uh-huh. You know, because... I went up there and I'd only ever done it while drinking and I thought it was like you know when you quit drinking you lose a lot of the, the ways that you know how to have fun you have to kind of relearn some of that stuff and I thought I would never be able to have fun karaoke sober because you know it is a lot of eyes on you and it can be intense in it's own way but anyway I remember I sang Ricky Martin's Live La Vida Loca and I killed it
1: Yes. <laughs> Uh, Any he, and, and he kills Shania Twain
0: Shania Twain, that <laughs> don't impress me much But anyway, after that song, I was like, okay, I can still have fun in sobriety I can still do the things Amen. that I want to do yeah. and, and have fun
2: Yeah.
0: I think you and I sang, I think the song that we sang at karaoke the first time was probably Sunny and Cher Probably I got you, babe, because I my voice is like low. I cannot hit any high high notes and Cher and Sunny both have lower voices for duets. So I think that worked out. I, of course, sang the Cher part. But anyway, so then. okay, so I was working at the open mic. You started going to the open mic. And so now let's go into a little bit about your experience, a.k.a. the drama.
1: I want to say this. This one guy says to me kind of regularly that Margie, when you sing, you have the whisper in your voice. And I think, I think it's a (laughs) double-edged sword. I think he thinks that I will take that as a compliment, but I think it's because I have COPD. (laughs) (laughs) He's
0: saying you have, you're short of breath.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think that's what he's saying. But He's saying it in a complimentary tone. But I'm you know, I've been around the block. I have a whisper in my voice. Right,
0: that's when people say something like, You have a very distinct style.
1: <laughs> you gotta say something that something that's nice. not a lie.
0: That could be kind of nice. Um this is kind of some of the drama with people taking karaoke to the next level where they don't want people singing during other people's songs, they wanna practice. Even if you're duetting with someone, they want you to come over to the house, practice on their computer.
1: Yes. One of my close relationships got totally split up because of talent show. We had a whole year to think about it. And every time this person saw me, at least half the time, which was hundreds of times, we have to practice. We have to practice. We have to practice. And hearing that for one whole year takes all the fun out of it because you practice three times the week before you're going to actually be on the talent show. Anyway, she was walking out with me after the uh, um, talent show and she said, what are you going to sing next year? I said, that was next year. (laughs) We were just done. I said, nothing. And she said, what do you mean? I said, I'm never being in a talent show again.
0: So Because you um, thought it would be fun and you guys were singing "The Sunny and Cher. Yeah,
1: and we wore wigs and, you know, it could have been a blast. And I actually enjoyed the experience on the stage. I will never forget it. I enjoyed that. But, you know, my mother always said the anticipation of something is uh, as much fun as the actual uh, performing or ha- doing it.
0: And I think that's part of the thing, too, where the talent show is a bunch of folks singing, mostly. Some do. I think I saw someone do a puppet routine. Yes, very good. There's, It's mostly singing. Yes. Dancing once, Dancing once in a while. A little of that. And so the whole thing is just to have fun. But some people take it too far. And, it's, you know, some people take stuff too far in life where they just take the fun out of it.
1: Well, and there's the people that think you should be quiet when the people sing. And there's people that think just the opposite. And then there's the people that and think... And they
0: will tell you.
1: Yes, loudly. <laughs> and it splits up a group and you never see some of those people back again. Right. Uh, half the people that go to karaoke are hard of hearing. And hard of hearing people talk loud. Right. And they're in lots of rub. That presents the problem, because you're talking too loud, and that's not nice. Well,
0: I mean, I, that one woman was like, what, 90-something?
1: Yes, and she had sang for most of her life. She had even been, um, you know, professional.
0: I mean, and that's And the she thing. was a
1: generous, kind, wonderful person, but she wanted you to be, uh, to be quiet when people were singing, and, and she never came back.
0: And that is definitely the thing. There are some professional singers. The hey. two places that kind of karaoke if you want to go where some good singers are you need to go to gay karaoke let me tell you that
1: well that's where my 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 friend uh, she goes to a gay square dance and uh she they don't play around they take
0: <laughs> it, in it they're just on a, I won't even sing at gay karaoke they're that good ah. like everybody Ah. Broadway, pop, anything you can think of, uh-huh. no. And they show off, right? They show off. Yes, yeah. they not show up and they show off. Exactly. Um,
1: uh, Which is really great.
0: So I think that's probably one of the takeaways, is if you're finding a karaoke place, find which suits your personality and your mood, because there's a lot to choose from out there. If you don't like one, go to another one. I think that's good for our discussion of karaoke. Would you like to end our segment with a little bit of singing? I
1: didn't think you'd ever ask.
0: <laughs> so I think it needs to probably be like a holiday song or something because we don't have the rights.
1: In other words, I can't sing Earl's Gonna Die, huh? Right. I think I got something that's legal. All right. All right. I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all wrong. I'll be satisfied as wrong. As I walk, let me walk close to thee.
0: while singing karaoke Grimel met Bernadette one of the most active snowbirds and premier square dancers that Florida has to offer in this segment we chat a little bit with her about her hobbies and how she stays busy in retirement
2: a lot of people when they retire they just sit down and That's it. They don't ever do anything. And I think that's such a waste. Uh, You know, you need to either volunteer your time or help somebody. There's always somebody that you can help or something you can do. And try to learn something new all the time because uh, I think it's important to keep learning. I think that's very
1: important, too. And you kind of got to get out of your box, I think. That's what makes life worth living.
0: Can you talk a little bit about your work history that led up to the retiree status?
2: Uh, I I used to teach uh, cosmetology, and then I retired from the teaching and opened my own shop. And I had my own shop for 10 years until my husband died, and then I decided that... I would sell my home and move up closer to my children, and so I I cut hair occasionally for people that I love, but otherwise, I don't do it professionally anymore.
0: When did you first come to Florida, and why did you come down here?
2: I usually went to Texas, but uh, my RV that I had left in Texas was stolen by some drug lords. And so I didn't have anywhere to go into Texas. So anyway, my daughter and son-in-law have a place there in Florida. And so they said, Mom, why don't you try it in Florida before you buy a new trailer? You might like it better in Florida. So of course, after one time in Florida, there was no way that I'd ever want to go back to Texas.
0: Yay! (laughs) Let's take a step (laughs) back. Your RV was stolen by drug lords?
2: Yes, sir. They... Pulled on. It was in the the place where you leave them for the uh, summertime while you're, you know, up home. And they went in one night and hitched on it and took it off. And they found it about two months later where they had been cooking meth in it. And of course, everything was ruined, you know. But I did have good insurance. I have to say I had progressive insurance and they were very, very good to deal with. And now it gives you a chance to shop because every time you need something, it was in the uh, RV. So you have to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> when I got there, I said, "Oh my lord, I'll never learn to drive." Look at all these streets. I just started driving everywhere. I love it down there, and it doesn't seem to be that big to me now that I'm used to it. I mean, the so, traffic.
0: Don't get me started on traffic. It's my one. My, my I go on way too many rants <laughs> about it. It's so bad, and every time I leave and come back, it it just seems to get worse. But anyway, I will stop myself there.
2: Well, compared compared to my traffic up here, you know, I have to drive 30 miles to even get to a Walmart or 60 miles to get to Sam's. And uh, because we live out in the middle of nowhere up here, we got, you know, just one-lane road, two-way traffic, you know, and that's it for 30 miles. Quite a different down there, but I love it down there.
1: Do you remember how we met? Where we met?
0: She really wants to get to this story, I guess.
2: She really wants to get to this story.
0: I guess so. Let's get right to
2: that. (laughs) Location, monster. At at karaoke, and I just immediately fell in love with you because you have such a personality that
0: anybody can't pass you up. (laughs) Oh.
2: Thank you. That's what I paid you to
1: say. So, thank you.
0: Well, what about me for a minute? Enough about her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think well, you are. <laughs> I think you are very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> I, I've talked to you several times, but I only got to see you there at Christmas dinner. But I enjoyed you, and you liked my cooking, and so, you know, that made well, it awesome. with me.
1: One reason that you and I clicked, <clears throat> we had both lost sons. And, um... Uh, I. I think I think your lifestyle, and hopefully mine, reflects that there is life. You know, you do get on with life, and you've done it yes, very, yeah. very well. We don't get over it. We just start having a new life. New, and that's new what experience. I think we really uh, clicked, is that we both had that experience
2: in common. Right. Well, and we both lost husbands, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't yeah. become recluse. Uh, we we get yeah. out
1: there and we have a great
2: time. Yes, we do. We do. I would add we haven't got pregnant is. yet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We haven't, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> You can actually
0: beat oh. things out. <laughs> so I know karaoke is one of your big hobbies, but you have a bunch of hobbies as well. So can you talk to us about some of the ways that you were spending your time in retirement?
2: Well, I uh, I love to line dance. I love to round dance. I love to square dance. I, lo- <laughs> I love karaoke. I love gardening. Uh, right now I'm painting all the little concrete figurines that I have outdoors. I sent you Grandmother a picture of two little guys that I painted, and since then I've painted a gnome and a dog and a, and a sunflower and uh, painting a great big stand of yellow roses. And uh, I love to mow the yard and you love I love, love to mow the to yard. <laughs> yeah, I love to mow the yard. I have a big zero turn one more. It's a huge one, 52-inch deck, and, and so, yeah, it's like, you know, so. And you uh, love fishing? I love fishing, yes. Uh, we don't get to go fishing as much as what I'd like to do. We don't have a boat. We've been trying to find one, but uh, they're just kind of high, and everybody's buying a new one, and, and their old ones, uh, they want a small mint for them, so anyway, we're just kind of looking for a boat because it makes it, with this virus deal, it makes it kind of hard for us to get to our suspicious spot.
0: So you had been mentioning um, earlier about all the dancing that you do. And I know that when you're in Florida, you, you had invited me once to go to square dance.
2: Oh, I love our square dancing down there. Our group is marvelous. They're not meeting right now and they are pretty paranoid about this virus stuff. Uh, we have a zoom meeting uh, once a week on Tuesday evenings and uh, we all get on there and, and, Tell something we've done through the week, and and talk about you know what's going on in our lives.
0: How many are in your Florida square dancing group, and is it what is the age range?
2: Oh, oh, we have them from I'm going to say in their. 30s on up, 60s. You know, a lot of the guys are retired, and uh, uh, we have one couple. Uh, they got married in high school, so and they're both they're both retired now, uh, and they have a beautiful place there in. Florida. The wife is not in very good health, but he's a marvelous cook. Well, they're both marvelous cooks. He, both of the guys are marvelous cooks, but his wife is is not in very good health and has some health issues. But they're they're just the sweetest couple you'd ever want to meet. And uh, then we have we have a lot of gals that dance that. Their husbands don't want to dance, and then we have, you know, a lot of guys that dance that, that their spouse does not want to dance.
0: So it's a pretty big group, and there's a lot of diversity in the group as well.
2: Oh, yes. couple that was married from high school, they they are, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they got married uh, out of
0: high school, and, and uh, they've been married ever since. And so... I think one thing that I would like to ask you, because it seems like you really make the most of your time in retirement, and so what do you think would be a good, good advice for someone who's beginning to retire? Um, what, what How should they prepare? They
2: should not just sit on their cans. They need to get up and do things that they enjoy and enjoy life, because life's pretty short, and I want to enjoy every day and not, you know. Waste a day. And, and what about I, I the bird him feeders? Him. Tell him about the bird feed. You mean my hummingbird feeders? Oh, yeah. And the food you make for them. And how hungry they are. <laughs> the little piggies. <laughs> yes. They absolutely are about to eat me out of house and home. Yeah, I have to fill my hummingbird feeders twice a day, usually. They just... They just absolutely, and if I don't get them fed, my son will have the uh, shop doors open, and they'll go down there and start flying in there, and he'll come in and say, "Mother, you better feed your kids. They're down there driving me crazy." <laughs>
0: That's amazing.
2: They're 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 sweet. We love them. Do you, how do you get the uh, feeders? How do I get their feeders? Do you make them? Do you buy them? Oh, no. you. I buy the hummingbird feeders, and then I just cook the sugar in the water. I don't ever put any red food coloring in it. That's bad for them. You just cook sugar and water and bring it to a boil and then cool it down. And it takes a fourth of a cup of sugar to a cup of water. You cook it and then let it cool and then sell your feeders. I cook usually six cups at a time.
0: Hearing yeah, about you cook for the hummingbirds reminds me of Thanksgiving and how much food you cooked. Are not, why do I still think it's Thanksgiving? <laughs> I guess because I ate so much on that day that it just felt like Thanksgiving.
1: And you and Janie worked so well in the kitchen, and you kept calling each other sis. <laughs>
2: I did that a lot when I was teaching school. The girls all got used to me saying "sis." <laughs> yeah, I love it
1: because I didn't have a sister, so I love it when you when you forget my
2: name. <laughs> yeah, well, I forget your name and call you sis. Okay, yes, I love it. <laughs> well, I do too because I don't. Ha- I didn't have a sister.
0: Well, thank you so much for chatting with us. I hope we get to see you again for Christmas or something.
2: I, I hope. I hope so too, Tyler. And I hope you do good on your book, honey. I'm looking forward to you coming back in October for my birthday.
0: But we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
2: Okay, honey. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye Bye-bye, babe.
0: Well, that's the end of the show. I had fun. I had a ball. (laughs) (laughs) This has been recorded at our kitchen table and produced at our home studio, a.k.a. my childhood bedroom. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope that you have a sunny week. And safe. And safe. Amen. Okay, so do you want to do it again? I thought that was great. All right.